0: Hey, Legal Rebels, thank you for tuning in to Lawdroid Manifesto, a rallying cry for legal innovation. I'm Tom Martin, and today we're going to talk about harnessing the superpower of generative AI. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you a story about how preconceptions can create your reality. So about a year ago, I I got fed up with where things were at for me personally, um, physically. I had spent a good portion of my professional career um, pushing, 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 uh, long hours, stuff that is not uncommon. I'm sure a lot of you are experiencing the same thing, and you tend, or I t- tended to um, take care of myself last. Um the preconception that I had was that you invest all the work, you keep at it, you put in the hours, and eventually it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna reward you. Um, the thing is, though, is that when you put your body in the back seat like that, uh, it catches up with you, and so nothing had happened in particular just that I was not feeling fantastic, and I knew that I needed to change direction. And by no means am I saying that I'm in the promised land yet. Um, But a year ago, uh, I decided to make time. You know how our famous excuse is that we don't have enough time, and I got this and that to do, but I I made the time. Um, I got someone to be accountable to, a personal trainer, and I changed I had to change my preconception of what was possible for me um, and that I could succeed. I'd seen friends of mine um, hiking, being active, and uh I thought it was never possible, and I had to realize that it was it was really a A figment of my imagination, the the limitation that I was building for myself about not having the time to um, take to take care of myself. And, uh, you know, exercise, go for more hikes, uh, go to the pool and go swimming, those kinds of things. And so when I when I changed my mindset about it, I was able to free myself to take a healthier course of action and one that ultimately has been paying me benefits because it's not a zero-sum game. Um, You can do both. You can take care of yourself and excel at what you do. And you're probably set up to be more likely to do that if you have the energy to do it. So that's my personal story about preconceptions. Now, how the heck does that tie into harnessing the superpower of generative AI. Well, um, one thing that I've seen lately, this was in the first two months after uh, chat GPT came out is a lot of criticism was along the lines of, look at this. It's not perfect. Look at that. It made a mistake. And there was definitely a mindset of perfection. And I'm a big, um, Believer in not making perfection an enemy of the good and it seemed like too many people were doing that i think that especially as lawyers we have a tendency to require perfection of anything that we do and for good reason we have clients that are relying on us and i i get all get all of that but to expect that from a new technology right out of the box is a little much um And so the mindset of expecting perfection from the get-go, from new technology, seemed to me to be the wrong strategy. And so I think the mindset that will be healthier for all of us at this moment with generative AI and the kinds of things it can do is to think of it as a creative collaborator um you know someone who might you might look to to give you a nudge in the right direction when you're not quite sure what the next step is to take so the leap of faith is to embrace it and what it could do to help us by collaborating with it so what's what's an example um a nice metaphor that i like to use is that working with generative AIs, like starting with a lump of clay. So for us lawyers, we tend to think fairly critically. So if you have a lump of clay to start with, you can mold it. You could shape it into what you want. Um, you could figure out what kind of clay it is, what colors uh, you could add to it, um, how to uh, fire it in an oven and, and make put glaze on it and all of these different things. But that only happens once you have the the lump of clay. The problem usually is that there's nothing. It's a white page that we're looking at to change metaphors. And we don't know where to start. And that's the problem. Where do you start? Where do you find the energy to? Uh, and not just, hey, I think I'll take a nap um, and just put this aside for now. How do we get going? Well, the get going is usually with someone in our lives um that could kind of jumpstart be our muse um give us an angle of thinking about something that um, spurs us into action and i i truly believe that that's the role that we should think of for chat gpt different apps and technologies that are based on the on the same concept um and so We're creating a, you know, it provides us with a lump of clay. Then our mind can figure out what direction to take it in. So to bring this concept back to the practice of law, there's a couple of examples. The first is drafting. So instead of starting with a blank page, you can feed some keywords into ChatGPT. It can give you several different, different ideas. And those several different ideas... Again, critical mind kicks in, breaks it down. Well, that's not exactly my take on it. My take is this. You could even, if you wanted to, you could feed in a new prompt that actually says, I want to have this kind of take on these keywords. And you could even add in the style of. So with all of those different variables to play with, you can get something, some lump of clay out of it that you could mold into something that is entirely your own. The opposite view is that I want this to write a Supreme Court brief for me uh, that overturns this prior precedent uh, about X, Y, Z concept, legal concepts. Press a button, then expect it to do <laughs> the miraculous, and uh, you know take your place basically. And that's the weird thing is that people talk about end of lawyers. Um, I think it's because they have the concept of replacement they have this replacement mindset or or that it's an either or not both and so what i'm suggesting is that it's both and that the way to view that is to to view generative ai as a, as a collaborator a second way to look at it is through legal research and so the way it can collaborate in legal research is that instead of boolean searches or um, the traditional way that we search through case law Uh, through LexisNexis or Westlaw. It's replaced with a newer approach where you essentially can ask questions of generative AI like you would a law clerk. Um, What's the leading case on data privacy in Colorado? Get a response. What were the facts of that case? Okay. What cases relied on that case? All right. Tell me more about that one. You know, it's like a conversation that you would have with with a peer or a well-read colleague. Um, That's the way we naturally interact with people. And that's the promise of what you could do with generative AI. Like, I know where you're going and what you're thinking is that, well, Tom, what about the cases that showed up that were wrong there? Hallucinations, confabulation. I get it. That's a definite concern. It's one that I have taken to heart. um, And something that we are working on to constrain that there's different strategies for that but again collaboration it's not an either or mindset it's either perfect or not the question is what can this tool do for us what is its strength um and also that it's going to get much better this snapshot that we're seeing right now at this moment in time is not the end of the story. And even with what it is right now, we're undertaking technological efforts to have it be able to return uh, high-quality, relevant results. So it is possible, even in the current moment, um, we're just moving towards that. So those are two ways within legal practice that you can have a collaborative mindset for both drafting and legal research. You know, one example is to think of the relationship with with generative AI uh, not as, and to pull from Star Trek and Star Wars, not to think of it as a replicator. Remember, um, Picard, you know, Earl Grey, hot. Well, if it came out anything but Earl Grey hot, we got a problem, you know, Um, because there's that expectation of perfection because it's a replicator but that's not the right mindset for this think of it more like r2d2 um you know r2 was famously a co-pilot and friend and collaborator who would work with you to fight for the rebellion right and help you to achieve great things and so that's, that's the way to think about this. I know I'm kind of beating a dead horse with this, but one thing that I just want to leave you with is that the futurist, John Cher, um who you may know, he said that the future is not written and it's not a destination where we arrive at. It's actually something that we create and that the act of, Creating it changes both us, the maker, as well as the destination. And so I think we're at a critical moment right now where we have this influence on the future that we're making. And that we have a better shot at creating a positive one by having the proper mindset. Thank you so much for watching Lawdroid Manifesto, a rallying cry for legal innovation. Every week, I'll be posting a new Substack along with a podcast and video just like this. So please tune in. You won't want to miss it.